One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day, welcome to the show. It's better than yesterday. Osher Ginsburg here. Each podcast, each episode, making it better than the day before. Since 2013, by having a conversation with someone who's been there before, there's over 500 episodes, over 200 and something monologue episodes. Just get, get among it. There's a back catalogue. Get in there. Thanks for being here. I'm Osher. I'm a podcaster. I'm a TV host. I'm an author. I'm a a skip bin stacker. I'm an Ikea kitchen cardboard cutter-upper. And um, today we're going to go back and have a bit of a listen to when uh, Nat's what I reckon came to visit. He's got a new book out, which is shit hot. And it's a great Christmas gift or a gift for someone who forgot to get you a present. It's, um, he, I love Nat. Him and Jules, his wife, are just fantastic. Nat's been on the show twice now. And a truly extraordinary human. And in 2022, Nat came on the show. He's just such a brilliant, kind, generous man. If you don't know Nat, look, I can't wait for you to get to know him. He's a comedian, a musician, he's an author, he's a cook, he's out of Sydney, started a YouTube channel in 2006, like a long time back. It's an almighty online empire by now. It's got an audience in the millions. He's got on international tours. And his overarching message essentially is taking agency and responsibility around your health, around your headspace, your mental health. And he's wonderful. He's wholesome. He's very sweary. His latest book, as I said, is called Smash Hit Recipes. It's one of four books. You can find him online. That's what I reckon. Get among it. Now, we're going to talk a lot in this episode about Nat's life when he was a teenager. He actually had TB. He had tuberculosis when he was young. It took a year to get the diagnosis. His body was wasting away. What it was like when he met his partner, Jules. Um, she's fantastic. Let's get into how it all started for Nat. And I wanted to know where he grew up. Grew up. Out northwestern Sydney. I grew up in Brisbane, so I don't really know what northwestern Sydney looks like. What is it? Like, it's the suburbia, you know? Yeah. Like, fucking, like, the kind of, I grew up in the church and, like, you know, going to the mall. I mean, for the first kind of, you know, 14-ish years around there, and then I moved in with my dad. So there was there was a short-haired, non-sweary version of you? Yeah, there's definitely been a short hair, non-sweary version. I don't know. I'll just swear somewhere else and then get get flogged for it. <laughs> there was church involved in my upbringing only because that was all that that seemed to come along with a quality of education that my parents were looking for. Right. And so that stuff was kind of It was a Christian pushed. school or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
And so that stuff was kind of pushed upon me. And I think like, I'm past it now, but a life of enormous guilt every time I masturbated was, you know, probably, you know, a big thing. And, you know, this idea that I need to watch out for my thoughts because my thoughts will send me to fire and death and hell. Yeah, that's heavy for a kid. It's heavy, heavy. And then, you know, there was the cannibal part. There was the, oh, now this piece of bread is actually the body of someone and now you're going to drink some blood. Like, that's a bit weird. And here's a massive life-size statue of a person who is being torturously murdered in the hot sun. Oh, it's a cat. You went to a Catholic school then. That's what I saw every day, but it was like, oh, yeah, there it is. The story is fucking harrowing. It's, it's fucking harrowing. Or well, whatever version. I haven't read the... The Catholic version. I know they're all, they have a bit of different. I went to the kind of Pentecostal version. They have, you know, differing kind of details, but it's fucking grim shit. Someone's been being crucified on its own. It's very death metal, very fucking, you know, it's the tombs and people coming back to life and shit. Like Easter's the most fucking death metal shit out. But like, you know, someone, someone gets crucified and then they fucking get bunged in a tomb and then they just come out of the tomb. And there's like, you know, depending on where you read it, sometimes there's a big rock in front of the tomb. I don't know how you got the rock open. But just come out, brand new, how you going? Never mind, a couple of days ago I was on a fucking stick, you know, with a crown of thorns, you know. Part of the story I've heard is that he was sucking vinegar off a sponge or something, like that's all they had to... I don't know, just to... Yeah. Fuck, that's a lot to give to a kid, and you're supposed to feel guilty about that. Because that happened for you. That's We did that for you. So, yeah. Okay. Fucking hell. And every time you wank and it feels nice, you make that man feel sad. Well, and you're being watched, you know. That's yeah. fucking it's a bit, bit off. Yeah. And uh, it started to unravel. I guess I was about 11. when It was when that stuff started to happen. When I started, I was 11 and I was like, you know what? If I'm going to choose between eternal death and having a wank, I choose a wank. And that was it pretty much. <laughs> I was 11. It's weird. You're not supposed to be able to fucking process all that shit at that age. There's too much, too much going on. And who do you talk to about that? You go to the fucking, you go to someone at the church. I don't, well, the oh, we sat in a little booth. We sat in a little cupboard and whispered through a screen. That's why you got the confessional. Fuck, that's all that guilt is so huge. Fuck, it was hectic, man. What did you do wrong? Tell the person who's pretending that they don't know who you are. You know, it's a fucking hell. No, thanks. You smell this cigarette breath through the screen. Oh, yeah, because that's fucking, that's good for you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bananas. Now, I don't know what the Pentecostal stuff was like. Is it similar threats of, you know, behavioral modification? Yeah. Well, it doesn't have the confessional stuff. That's kind of, that's in your own terms, I suppose. There's a lot of repentance. There's constant repentance. I definitely every every day mm. constantly asking for forgiveness. That's That happened for a long time, you know, all the way up into my 20s, more or less. So if I could just always have that such a, such a thing, like you can't, you can't speak to God unless you've cleansed yourself of, you know, you said sorry about that. You know, sorry, I'm fucking a fuck up. Although you've got to, because you said the word fuck, you've now got to start again. <laughs> but there's a lot of, there's a lot of that. And so you're not worthy. You're not fucking worthy of of this yeah. thing. But you don't understand what it is. Yeah. Like no, certainly no child can grasp or should not have to grasp what the concept of 
I think even eternity, like unless it's joy and happiness or safety, I don't think it's it's healthy to pump a kid full of what hell is, for example. That was the big one. Hell was really big for me as a kid. Like it was described to me at a very young age that if you fuck up, you don't get this right and you don't turn up and you're not. I went to church fucking several times a week, several times on Sunday because wow. my family is such an integral part of the the show at Hillsong before it was called that. But I'd gone to church like sometimes, I mean, you know, four times on the Sunday. You know, it's a lot of times. But if you don't do that, if you don't turn up and fucking, you know, say all the right things and pay attention and, you know, don't skateboard or swear, then you, you are going to hell. And what hell is is the eternal suffering and pain and fucking hell. Like that, that concept alone is responsible for a huge part of my mental health anguish is thinking that that's what's going to happen now because, I, like you say, I can't fu- – I'm not going to not swear and fucking skateboard and – do things that a kid is just going to do, you know, because it's okay to do that shit, you know. But, yeah, the, the, the Pentecostal church or whatever, I don't know what they call themselves now, but the Christian guilt is very, it's very, very heavy. It's a lot of guilt. Whether the story is true or not, there's a way to talk to someone about a story when they're a fucking child. You're not going to tell them that, like, this person fucking killed themselves more or less, although if you do that, you go to hell. This person fucking, you know, got sacrificed and bled to death and that's your fault, you know. It's your fucking fault. It's like, fuck it, what? It's a lot. It's a lot to take in, hey? Now, if you know Nat or if you watch his videos, uh, you'll be aware he's a lover of death metal. I do not mind a bit of metal. And, and after this conversation, Nat and I, uh, once every week or so, we'll just send each other a track and go, hey man, thinking of you. And it's just some sort of, you know, something quite preposterous. But I wanted to know, why does he like death metal? Well, it, it, it suited and still does in, in some respects suit me. I like the intensity of it and I liked it, it the way it expresses itself. It's quite technical and it's, fu- it's fucking a lot of fun to play too and it's a lot of fun, part of that, me Im- trying to imitate what I'm hearing, you know, that's still, metal is cool and punk music's so cool in that respect that it's, it's intense, it's fucking, it's intense and that, that was where I was at. But with that said, I was listening to all of that shit. I love my hip-hop and I love listening to Indian ragas and I was playing a, my sitar and shit. I was a weird kid. I wasn't like, I love my jazz and my Miles Davis and stuff. But at that point, the death metal was the thing I was going and buying heaps of and I'd only play that. I get told to shut up at the uni I was at, like in the rehearsal rooms. I'd get people from two floors down coming up and being like, can you shut the fuck up? This is too loud. <laughs> I was into it. I was just like, let's make as much noise and be the biggest punish I can because it's what was going on in my head. Now I love it, but I don't listen to I don't listen to heaps of it anymore. I do. Yeah. I listen to it every day a bit, but I'm yeah, it's much more mixed up than that. But at the, at the time, that music suits a lot of young yeah distressed people. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's quite visceral when you speak about the amount of agony and pain that you were in. Was there any ever a time where you're like, 
maybe getting away from all of this is the, is the way? Was there a time where, because some people will go, uh, you know, the, the classic thing when I was younger was like, let's go to London or, you know, people from the country that moved to Sydney or people from Brisbane just got, they go to Canada or they just get the fuck out. Was there something like that? I, try, I tried little bits of that shit, but like I didn't, I was bad with money. If I ever had money, I'd just spend it on drugs and like I didn't, I tried to move, I did the move to Melbourne thing and just for a minute, but I fucked that up pretty quick and had to come home and I tried to do some harvest trail shit and go, you know, they're kind of doing that farm work stuff. And But no, I just, was it was pretty dismal. I didn't have a great work ethic. I was too busy fucking being stoned or just, you know, being just struggling. And then I got really fucking sick around that age too. I got tuberculosis and then I ended up, that fucked me for years. So that was like another huge dose of fucking eat shit from the universe. Jesus, that's like something that kills people in Charles Dickens novels. It's not my first airborne lung disease uh, <laughs> pandemic experience, you know. Oh, fuck. I got quarantined and fucking all that shit and like, yeah, that's why I'm extra scared about this shit at the moment. But How old were you? I was 19, 20. Oh, my God. What I a think, time in your life for that to happen. Yeah, I was a teenager and then I just that's when it started to fuck me up. I didn't know it was wrong with me for ages. I just kept wasting my body like I, I go I was quite pale and I just started to get sicker and sicker and lose so much fucking weight I ended up like 53 kilos or something in the end and you're taller than me fuck that's that's skinny it's very, yeah, way way too thin and yeah by that time I was just vomiting all day and like I couldn't work out what was going on and if it was for months almost a year before I worked out what was going on I was too scared of the doctor I'd turn up a doctor and get you go to rando GPs and they told me I had, fuck it, they kept telling me things like, oh, you've got hep C and you've got all these these things. And I was like, fuck, you know, and I'm stoned, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, already like at my li- limits. Yeah. Thankfully, I I still see this doctor, but he's fucking, he had the idea to check me for, you know, he's like, where have you travelled anywhere in the last while? And, you know, we worked out I'd been to India and I'm like, well, maybe we should check for TB. And, uh, yeah, and there you go. And I unfortunately made a bunch of my mates crook and oh, no. fucking pretty contagious. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't get crook crook, but, you know, it's very, very fucking contagious, you know. Tuberculosis loves bong water. Loves bong water, yeah. Yeah, it does love bong water. I, I did get that sick that I had. The, I had, was so fucked and I had such bad chronic fatigue that a bong wasn't necessary anymore. I was just oh, so no. fucked. So for a few months there, I'd actually just stopped it because I was just so, so fucked. I was asleep. I couldn't stand on my skateboard. If I was sitting, I'd have to fall asleep on the table. Like really. Anyway, that was all very, very fucking traumatic and did shit to my brain. Like I couldn't. Obviously, when you got chronic fatigue, you can't fucking focus. And does it affect your O2 levels? Does it affect your cognitive function? It would, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, it has that, like, I'm sitting there drowning feeling, like I just, like, I'm out of breath, <sighs> nothing will help, like you can't breathe anymore. It's like you're being suffocated, like you're having a, yeah, yeah, it's pretty traumatic. I don't know, I don't know about all that stuff, I didn't, but, yeah, it, f- it fucking does the number on you. And by the time they'd worked it out with me, by the time they'd worked out what the fuck it was, I'd, it had fucked me that bad. My lungs were fucked. And, uh, but, yeah. Thanks to the, uh, the 12 antibiotics, whatever it was a day, they fucking, 
we sorted it out, but I fucking made things so much worse. I was already like at wit's end. We're back in a moment with Nat's What I Reckon. His book is called Smash Hit Recipes. Um, we're going to play some ads. We're back in a moment to talk with Nat's What I Reckon about how he met his extraordinary partner, Jules. It's a romantic story. There may or may not be swiping involved. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Better Make It Quick. I'm Osher Ginsberg. We are revisiting my conversation from 2022 with Nat's What I Reckon, who met his partner Jules in 2016, and they met on a dating app like everybody else. Jules uh, works as a graphic designer. She makes the artwork for the YouTube channel, and she films all the videos. So when Nat met Jules, I wanted to know if he was fairly open with her about what was going on in his world. Yeah, totally. I fucking prattle on about myself constantly. Yeah, I'm yeah, I was, I was very upfront about that stuff. And in fact, it was like a concern, you know. I was like, I'm concerned that I'm a bit fucked, you know. It should, took it pretty easy for a while with Jules and was just like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a well person, you know, but she's so, so beautiful and so kind and open for that and was, was patient and, yeah, still fucking really is and made it through me being a fucking nightmare. You know, she's amazing. But, yeah, very upfront about that. I don't, it's not, I'm not ashamed of it. Like, I can't, you know, I suffer shame like everyone does and, you know, maybe I've got more than others or something. But the, the mental health thing's so prevalent. It's such a struggle that it's a waste of my time to pretend that I'm fine. It's just... It's not doing me or anyone around me any favours. It certainly doesn't do anxiety any favours to pretend that you're fine. Like, I'm too anxious for this shit. I'm going to go, you know. Like, it's okay. It's actually better to to just say something than not a lot of the time, at least for me. I'm not. Yeah, so I've been good at talking about it, I think. When you're having a rough day, hmm. how do you communicate that to her and, and what are some things that she does that makes it a less rough day? Jules tells me that everything will be all right. It's like to just put a hand on my back and tell me that everything's okay, you know. She's good. She's a generally pretty okay person who's, I'm, I'm so grateful, has the space to manage my constant. There's a point at pretty much every day where I need that. I need, 
I know someone will tell me it's all right. It'll, I'll have a panic attack today. I know I will. And it's just going to happen. Like I'll just, I'll end up, my heart will start smashing out of my fucking chest, whether it's at bedtime or when I wake up or fucking halfway during this. You know, I don't know. I, don't, I can't pick it at the moment, but Jules is there. She can see it and she can fucking spot it going on. It just, you know, at the moment it happens quite a lot. I'm going through quite a lot of anxious attack shit, but you know, she'll see it and she'll come and rub my back. I've got to respond well to the back rub. <laughs> it seems to calm me down a bit. Yeah. Something my dad used to do to me when I was a kid. That's huge. She knows if, if we need to talk about it or not to, you know, so, and, I, and I'll try and say something. I do need a prod every now and then, but, yeah, she's amazing. Every day. At the moment, yeah, it's fucking, that's what's inspired the running the last couple of months because I can't stop the anxiety. There's a lot going on and this time of year fucking scares the shit out of me and I'm trying to hang on to this career a bit too. I'm like, I don't want to fuck this up and I'm careful Mate. about what I say. I don't want to fucking, you know, my privacy is quite important to me. I don't want to fucking... Because a lot of people want to touch me and want to, you know, spot me and see me and stuff like that, and I, I'm scared of that. Yeah. I'm scared of people touching me at the moment because I'm, you know, even my friends, I'm just a bit because of that lung stuff and the being sick before, and so there's a lot to be anxious about. But I'm doing shit about it, you know. I'm fucking gradually getting better. Running's been awesome because it's it's fucking. I am getting better at it. Like I'm. I've got one of those apps and I'm just skipping through levels. I'm like, fucking, I can smash this shit. I mean, that's been awesome. So it's been getting less. It has been getting less, which is what's important. But I'm, I'm fucking smashing it. My full conversation with Nat is fantastic. I adore him as a man. I'm so all about what he's doing for the world and what he's doing for himself. We, we also how how much he hated high school. He had to repeat a grade, what it was like being a kid with no friends. Uh, we talk about social anxiety and what it was like to find his purpose in making people laugh. Episode 420, it's back in the podcast feed. Get on his book. It's called Smash Hit Recipes. Go see him live and, and be terrified when he throws food in the tucker fucker. I'll let you figure that out. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks to Abby Benno for producing this, Andy Marr for audio and video post, Toe Hider for the music, Ben and Monica for keeping the lights on at OGTV. Tickets for the live shows are in the show notes. February 22nd, Sam Wood and Claire Hooper at the Malt House in Melbourne. Also, the news show's back at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Tickets on sale soon. Love you for listening. See you Friday. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.